On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got the absolute pleasure of talking to Manny Lubin from Slate. It's a chocolate milk brand that has absolutely exploded in the Northeast of the United States. Really, really amazing conversation. It's interesting because in that you know CPG type of world, the goal is really to get into as many doors as possible. And direct-to-consumer is kind of the engine that gets them into the door. So a little bit opposite than what we normally talk about. But man, some incredible insights um, from him, how they've grown this brand in about a year and a half. I mean, D2C, he, he said it's still a seven-figure sales channel for them. So some really amazing insights uh, into what is working right now and how you sell chocolate milk online. That is what I think I was the most amazed with is just the fact that you know, they're able to sell this amount of chocolate milk online. They've made it shelf stable. Uh, they made it lactose free. It's I know, just a really great conversation. I think you guys will really appreciate uh, all of Manny's insights. Today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand is brought to you by Mindful Marketing. At Mindful Marketing, they use ads to get you off using ads. Most e-commerce brands rely heavily on Facebook, Google, Snapchat, Twitter, and all the other paid platforms for the majority of their revenue. At Mindful Marketing, they use paid ads to help you build a community of loyal and repeat customers that will exist long after Facebook and Google do. In fact, Mindful Marketing wants to offer you a free e-commerce growth plan that they normally charge $500 for. A recent growth plan customer said, our ROAS tripled overnight after implementing their tactics. These guys are no joke at Mindful Marketing Co. So go to mindfulmarketing.co slash grow to claim your free e-commerce growth plan today. Now on to today's episode. I have Manny Lubin, a co-founder at Slate Milk. Manny, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Hey, Jordan. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, yeah, this is great. All the way from Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, uh, you know, the palm trees, the beaches, the <laughs> 85 degree weather year round. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> oh, it's, it's funny. We we're just talking offline about how Boston, it just, it just sucks you in. I'm from the Burbs and I went to college at Northeastern University, so my co-founder, Josh, and just, we never left. Couldn't leave. You know what? That's a great, uh, that's a great type of place to live. And I'm happy for you there. I feel like that around the Vancouver area too. I'm like, where would I go exactly? Like I went to the East coast of Canada, uh, right at the beginning of COVID last year. And that was the most incredible site that I'd ever seen. I was like, this is the most incredible place, but there's like 200,000 people on the East coast. So (laughs) there's not much like, what am I going to do for business and for, for everything? It's like, there's, yeah, there's nothing like Halifax, the big city, I think is like 80,000 people. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, it's actually been great about uh, starting a food company here is the Northeast is very dense in the yes. US here with Boston and New York and a lot of great grocery chains, which, uh, which has definitely aided our growth early on. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm super looking forward to, uh, to hearing about your story, hearing about kind of what's working for you guys. Before we get started, uh, can you tell us and tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I'm Manny. I'm co-founder of Slate Milk. Uh, in 2017, me and my co-founder, Josh, both were in the startup tech space, realized we were somewhat lactose intolerant. So we can eat a slice of cheese pizza. We're not going to pop like a balloon, but it didn't make us feel great. We always drank lactose-free chocolate milk and realized there was no better for you brand of lactose-free chocolate milk designed for quote-unquote adults. So we just started Googling things. I think the thing, first thing we Googled was how to start a chocolate milk company. 
<laughs> and we realized that, yeah, I mean, it's, it just starts there, right? Is how you started yeah. talking about company. We hadn't grown up on dairy farms. We didn't know anything about milk other than when it was chocolate flavored, it tasted good. And spent 2018 figuring out how to make our chocolate milk healthier, how to put it in an aluminum can and make it shelf stable. And then- uh, Oh, of course. I never thought about that. Yeah. It's huge. It's like, you think about all the problems with milk, right? Is we literally sat down, we wrote them down on a whiteboard, we put it up in my living room and we realized we had to make it better for you. So lower sugar, a little bit higher protein. We had to make a brand that was meant for everyone, not just kids or bodybuilders, right? We wanted natural ingredients in there too. And we had to make it so we could sell it online. Because at the time it was 2018, now it's 2020, 2021. My goodness, and we're in 2021. I know, we're in 2020. I, <laughs> oh, it just flew by. But but you realize if you know in 2020 you had to be able to sell it online, and that was you know in 2018. Obviously, we couldn't predict what was going to happen, but we weren't going to launch the business unless we could sell it online. And so we wanted to help give chocolate milk a clean slate. That's where the name comes from. Gotcha. And really reposition the way that people think about chocolate milk, because if you just think of the liquid, right, it's just very delicious and people like the way it tastes. And with some small changes, it could be something that people like us, Josh, myself could drink every single day and enjoy. And then in 2019, we launched a Kickstarter campaign that was successful. We were invited to, to go out on ABC Shark Tank, which aired in 2020. We, we and what, sorry, and what, what was successful? What was like, like, what did you guys hit as far as numbers? So we concerned? did about $52,000 from 1,200 backers. It was not all of our friends and family. They were only a small portion of it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I know. Yeah. It, it was really cool to see. And even a lot of dairy farmers reached out and thanked us for our innovation to real dairy, to real milk. because. Cool. A lot of the innovation you see is in the non-dairy space, but but again, a lot of people enjoy chocolate milk and just need some small changes and, and need to be what we call millennialized, modernized. And then in- November I love that. 20- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. use that now. Yeah, we got to millennialize that. I mean, it's, it's true. true. Like, us, like we're, you know, I'm 35 and I, how, how old are you? 29. 20, yeah, perfect. So we're, we're you're still in millennial generation, yeah. Yeah. right? At 29. Yeah, yeah. So like for us- you know, things, th- these are the people you want to, you want to be selling to right? We're the people who now have money, who are yep. spending money and we care about things. So I love yep. that millennialize. Yep. I, I'm stealing it. It's uh, you don't have the patent in Canada, so I'm going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that everyone, you know, not everyone, many people care about health and fitness, but a lot of the people that do happen to be the, the millennial audience, the people that are now just starting to go shop at the grocery stores that are either new parents or are soon to be parents. Yep. And they're not only going to be trying to buy healthier products for themselves, they are also for their kids in the future too. And they're the ones that are going to be in the grocery stores. So that's totally. what we started to build the brand, what we started to think about. And then in November, 2019, we launched Slate. So we are a, a line of lactose-free, lower sugar, higher protein chocolate milk. We have three flavors, classic chocolate, dark chocolate, and espresso chocolate. And our espresso chocolate has two shots of espresso in there. So it's caffeinated. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And it's just been a whirlwind since there. And we're, we're both online and in stores right now. We're in about 3000 retail locations as of uh, the end of March, 2021. And we sell nationwide online through our own website and on Amazon and walmart.com as well. Amazing. Okay. I got some questions for you here. So Shark Tank week, sorry, we kind of glossed over that. Did you guys, was that successful for you being on Shark Tank Uh, and did that error? It aired. It was quite unsuccessful. No, it, it, so he, so it was successful (laughs) for the brand. We did not get a deal. So we, which is fine. Honestly, that to me, that's success. I, I yes. wouldn't want to take a deal. They're going to undervalue the company because they're smart. Correct. Correct. <laughs> and then, uh, and then they're going to want you to answer to them all the time. So yes, so, <laughs> instead, just get their free publicity. And so, you know, we, we try not to say it like that, like, but I, I do agree with, with what you said. 
what we went out there to try to do is find a partner that we thought valued us correctly and or make sure we told the world our story, right? And yeah. I think the producers of Shark Tank know that, right? Is they know that a lot of people want to go out there because of the platform, but are also looking for partners. And if anyone had seen the episode, it, you know, it didn't go as planned, so to speak. The Sharks didn't enjoy the product. We were pre-market. We didn't have any sales at the time we could talk about, any partners we could talk about because we were a little too early in the, the retail partnerships. And we actually didn't even have a final formula. So when we went out on Shark Tank, we actually just whipped up you know, an iteration of the product that was not market ready and never even hit the shelves, which oh, still no. was delicious. But yeah, yeah. Mark Cuban did not enjoy it. And actually some of those sharks came around on it towards the end, but no, it was a great experience. And again, part of our story, I think that's been great just in conversations with trying to get new partners on the team is from Kickstarter to Shark Tank to D2C slash e-commerce during the pandemic. And, and now as more stores are opening up 3000 locations, I think it's just getting the word out there and just letting people know what we're trying to do. And that's just create a chocolate milk that everyone can drink every day. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Love it. Okay. Let's talk about what's working for yeah. you right now marketing wise. So what's, first of all, what's the split between D2C and, and wholesale for you guys? Yes. So uh, in our first year, we were a majority, like anywhere from 60 to 80% D2C, just because we launched in 2020, pretty much, you know, it's the very end, call it right around Thanksgiving, Christmas, holiday time, 2019. Um, but our long-term goal is actually going to be to be 80% retail. That's where mm. we think we're going to be able to grow our business. You know, at our core to drive trial of slate, we are an impulse purchase but then to penetrate what we call penetrate the routine, right? Have people drinking us two, four, six times a week. That's going to be either up to the product or making sure that we get the product, like making sure we get products in the people's hands to taste it. Because yeah. you know, you're not going into the grocery store looking for a better for you single serve lactose-free chocolate milk. It's just not on your to get list, yeah. right? But when you realize, look, this could be my breakfast, this could be my 3 p.m. snack every day, this could be my post-workout and you taste it and you enjoy the taste, that's when we start to see those, those numbers grow. And that's when we start to see that repeat, those repeat purchases. How do you sell chocolate milk online? I'd love to just know, like, what does that funnel look like? Not funnel, I, whatever that is. Like, so, I'd love to know like a little bit about your marketing. How, yeah. like, so people are buying this online, obviously. Yeah. We had a, a strong 2020, uh, 2021 is off to, I'd say a strong start. And I think it's the fact that we are playing into a lot of trends in terms of how people are trying to change their diets. And we also have a nostalgia angle, right? I think there's an emo a lot of people have an emotional connection to chocolate milk, oh, which yeah. we don't necessarily have to pull out through our marketing because just seeing chocolate milk on the can does it for us, yeah. right? And even if you think about Slate, I think a lot of people use our products as almost like a nostalgic protein shake. And I think that's what kind of gives us, an, sometimes gives us an advantage against other protein drinks. Not only that, you know, that some people, you know, taste is subjective, but tastes superior, it's all natural ingredients. It's better for you. But also the fact that it reminds them of this time, right? And people enjoy Like everyone loves chocolate milk. That's what it comes down to. Absolutely. So in terms, of, yeah, in terms of our marketing, a lot of it is playing up the indulgence of the product. A lot of it is playing up the health benefits. The fact that eight out of 10 consumers or four to five consumers right now are actually trying to decrease sugar in their diets. And mm. so slate products have 75% less sugar than other chocolate milks. And you know, down the road, we're actually looking to take out even more sugar from our products. So I think it's playing up that it's playing up the protein that right now about half of uh, U.S. adults are looking to increase protein in their diets, and we have fifty percent more more protein than other chocolate milks, right? And so I think it's really playing in the health benefits of the product, and then paired with a lot of times indulgence, indulgent pieces of content, and then sometimes also just UGC or, or like user ver uh, verification, what we say, or, or user validation yeah. Uh, yeah. have been very strong for us. Manny, let's talk about how you're able to run your marketing so that. 
so that you can actually drive in-store sales. Cause you're in yeah. 3000 stores, you're on your own website, right? Yeah. But those stores obviously have to move product, yeah. right? If they don't move product, you know, they're not going to keep you for long. Yeah. Where, where's the mix there? Yeah. So this is, you know, this is something that we talk about often because while we do sell online, while we do have a D2C channel, we try not to think about our business as two separate businesses underneath the umbrella. We try to think of Slate as one business and we have the end goal. The end goal is, you know, from financially just to sell milk, to sell cans of milk, but also it's to put the right message in front of the right people and let them know the path of re- least resistance to purchase it. So what we found is that as we've started launching new ad campaigns in certain areas, if we are more dense, densely populated in those areas of the country, we actually see some pretty good sales come from those areas. And so I think what we're starting to realize is where do we balance just awareness plays on social media through influencers, through you know just getting the word out that we're available at a certain store by just procuring ads in, within a 10 mile radius of a certain store versus actually trying to drive a D2C purchase. And I think right now we're still trying to find that exact balance. But what we found is that, you know, whether it's a grocery store buyer, whether it's a potential investor, whether it's influencers, you know, people are seeing or have said often, like, like they, they all say the same thing. It's like, I see you all over social media. And so I think holistically, the way that we're starting to realize, think about our D2C business is while it's a, you know, a seven figure sales channel for us, it's actually almost like a, a marketing through sales channel. And I think long-term, that's how we're going to start to think about our D2C play. Our D2C like entire strategy yep. is it's marketing through sales. We still want to optimize the best we, we can, but it really just trickles down into retail. Yeah, which is interesting, right? Because what I you know normally am used to with our businesses and clients and all, all that kind of stuff is the opposite, right? right. Um, I always preach the opposite. I'm like, and I think it's just the nature of this product, right? right. That I, I really do believe you that the best way to you know have full market penetration is to be in as many retailers as possible. Right. That's just the best way. But normally it's the opposite, right? I'm like, you know, get into retailers because it's a great marketing channel for your direct consumer. Right. Well, what's so difficult also, I think about beverages is so heavy, right? So we're selling 12 packs right now. And look, it's our business, but we still know if you haven't tried something, buying 12, it's a risk. It's a risk of anything, right? Ah. And so if you can go down to this, if you can hop over to a Publix or hop over to Whole Foods and grab a can of Slate and try it and then buy online, it does work. There is like a reverse funnel there. But I think you know, what we're starting to see is that people are seeing ads of you know, buy a Slate 12 pack online or whatever, you know, this is Slate, you know, shop now with our CTA. And then they're going to our website and we're seeing a lot more people now, you know, as we're starting to grow, hit our, our, uh, our locations tab, like where we're yeah. located and then hop into a store and buy one. And then at that point, you know, maybe they're still not convinced they want to buy an entire 12 pack or hop on a subscription, which I think for us, and, you know, I'm sure you say the same thing is, is the golden goose. That's like, we want to get everyone on a subscri- subscription, right? Um, Cause we just see our RAOB rise when someone's on a subscription. Of course. But I think the fact is, you know, if we're available in one store near them and then we're available in three stores near them and then they buy us once and then they go to another store, they buy us again. The probability of them actually buy online or subscribing online, just every time they see our product increases because they're more and more comfortable with it, right? Yeah. You know, Coke, Diet Coke's been around forever. Like everyone feels comfortable getting Diet Coke. They know exactly what they're getting. It's, you know, at a certain point they see it, they're familiar, they're comfortable buying it. Uh, yeah. I think long-term the goal is with any startup is, is to have that familiarity in the consumer's mindset. What's the next big whale you want to go after as far as a, a retailer? Whew. Well, I think that we, we're just launching Publix now down in, okay. down in the, the Florida region. And so that to us, and when I say now, I mean, you know, yesterday we just started rolling out. And, and what, sorry for, for a, for yeah, a naive yep. Canadian, what, what sort of sizes are, are they? So Publix is uh, between 1200 and 1300 locations. 
Okay. Um, yeah, they have a very loyal following, uh, very popular down in Florida. And there are, a lot, again, a lot of great retailers down in Florida. Publix, we felt as though was the best fit for our customer at this time. And I think there are a lot of similar products on their shelves where for Slate, right, it's all about putting the product in front of the right customer versus being in a, a lot of doors. And it's the same with T2C. It's like putting the right message in front of the right people. Right. Yeah. Because or else it's just a waste. And so for us, you know, a lot of the things on the shelf at Publix where our product is located is a ready to drink single serve functional beverage. Yeah. It's a, it's not a, what we call a no cal, right? It's not between zero and 45 calories, which is like replacing a water or something or a soda or something of the like. It's something where someone is drinking us for its functional benefits, for its protein, vitamins, fiber, et cetera. And so, you know, for us, when we look, think about the consumer that's buying single serve coffees, when we think about the consumer that's buying single serve protein shakes or any other single serve functional beverages, we believe that that is the right consumer for us because they're already drinking single serve functional beverages as part of their daily routine, most likely. And so that's for us, the lowest barrier of entry. And those are the consumers we try to target. How did you solve the dairy being shelf stable? And then, and then no lactose, like, like that all to me is just kind of like, how did you do that? So Jordan, when we solve it, I'll let you know if anyone solves it. So it's, so in terms of it being (laughs) solved, I wouldn't say it's solved, but so basically we looked at the cold brew coffee set. Yeah, 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 totally. Everything. So you think of the, uh, the largest, you know, call it the West, the, the West coast coffee company. That's the largest in the world who is putting dairy into cans and into glass bottles. We use the same pasteurization process. We're just bringing it to real milk. And so early on, actually, back in probably 2017, 2018, we had two paths to market to be shelf stable. We could be use one path, which would be a plastic bottle or a Tetra pack. So think of like your coconut waters, yeah. et cetera. Or we could do another path, and there are different ways to pasteurize the product. Another path, which is what we went with, which is either an aluminum can or a glass bottle. And gotcha. so the path we went, it's called the retort process. It's all natural. But basically, the way that we like to describe it is it's a huge Pressure cooker, water oven thing. And okay. uh, that's our, our high tech term for it. And uh, you roll, you stack the cans and our products are already filled. Our cans are already filled and, and, and litted. And the milks are already pasteurized. It's blended, et cetera. You roll it into the, the retort. It cooks it like a cake, cools it off. You pull it out, shelf stable. And wow. so, yeah, we were, as far as we're concerned, the first ones in this country to put milk, chocolate milk in a can. And another reason we love that is because it actually changed the drinking experience too, right? Like drinking milk out of a carton, it's kind of childish. We still wanted to say chocolate milk, but the cracking open a chocolate milk was changing the experience. And again, helping to give chocolate milk that clean slate. I mean, I think that's why we really eyed um, the aluminum can from day one. Yeah, love it. I got to ask you the question I ask everybody who comes on this podcast, what is your secret to scaling? Our secret to scaling, trial and error. A lot of it. And I'm, I'm sure that's a very cliche answer, but especially with products where there isn't a lot of history behind it. You know, I, I can't reach out to a few other, maybe potentially old chocolate milk in a can founders and see what works for them and see if we can <laughs> just, uh, have some information. But for us, I think it's just always testing different messaging, always testing different copy content audience are the three that we're always testing. And also just accepting when something isn't working. Um, I think that early on, we were like, how is this not hitting? Like, it's the right audience, it's the right message, the product fits, it should work. The consumers aren't that simple. Like people think (laughs) the way that they think and you can't jam it down their throats and testing and failing quickly. Yeah, great, great, absolutely. One of our core values is fail fast, fail cheap and fail often. 
yeah. because it's just so important. And so I, I really feel like that's the heart of what you were saying is the secret. And it's not a secret. You just have to be willing to do it. Yep. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta accept, accept when it doesn't work and then just keep going. And I think that you know, we, we have tested out working with agencies in the past, but I think that, you know, there's some great ones out there. There are some that, that aren't the right fit, but I think that what we found is it, it's just, it's so, it's just effort. There's so much effort that goes into the testing and just yeah. being creative and just knowing when it's time to pull the pro- plug and keep going and, and not getting frustrated and just knowing like your product is great. Like we're, we're, it's proven the product is great. People are coming back. It's just making sure that we're finding the best way to put the best message in front of the best people or the right people and just keep going. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. We're going to move on to our lightning round here. I got like three more questions for you. All right. Favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Hotjar. Oh, Hotjar. Okay. Explain why, why do you love Hotjar so much? It allows us to get consumer feedback without asking. We know what we have to change and we don't have to do a survey or ask consumers and, and have them be scared to be honest with us. Actually, our brand manager is my, my older brother, and he is the one that lo- he just lives in there. And just you know, right now, we're actually looking to enhance our website. And I think that it's really going to help us understand what, where consumers are getting confused and what we need to change, again, w- without asking. And we actually do have reviews on our website, which are great. Um, but again, I think right now, Hotjar is making a, a significant impact on our DC business. Love it. That's great. Uh, favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? I love Unfinished Biz. It's the podcast by VMG. It's about startup stories uh, oh, sweet. in the food and beverage space. And I think, I think it's great. I, I try to listen to as many founder stories as I can. I think there are a lot of similarities between them that you often hear. And you know, we've actually been able to connect with a few and actually you know, create relationships with a few other founders through listening to their stories. And it's just great to hear. It's just, again, a lot of the same problems. And, and uh, it's helpful to hear where other people went wrong. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. That's why I mean I I love having these interviews with people because I love yeah, I love hearing where people went wrong and where people are going right. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just it's so helpful for people. Definitely. Uh, one one more question for you. If you could sit down with anybody who's alive for an hour, have some coffee, tea, beer, wine, chocolate milk, maybe, you know. Uh who would it be? It's got to be Tom Brady. It's got to be Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Oh yeah, Tom Brady. We were it's talking gotta, about him before. Yeah, be, yeah. And not just because I'm a fan, like I want to understand what drives him and what, mm. and like really have an open conversation about that because you know, I said offline is I just think he's, he's just a great role model for, for everyone, just a great leader. And I think that if, you know, it's proven, right. He, he's winning championships. And I think that if, whether it's a founder, whether it's, you know, the, the CEO of a the fortune 500 business, if people can understand what he's doing to lead people and do it themselves then they will be victorious. Love it. Absolutely great. Manny, where can people find out more about you and more about Slate? Yeah. So we're at slatemilk.com, S-L-A-T-E milk.com. Um, and we are on Instagram at Slate Milk. And we sell nationwide online through our website and also are now in 3,000 locations, mostly focused on the Northeast and also Harris Teeter down the East Coast and then Publix in the South. But yeah, check us out. Reach out. We love talking to our consumers. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing. 
and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.